Hello and welcome to a, another episode, a new year of Fade Responsibly. Um, keep in mind that you should listen to nothing that we say on this podcast because none of it will get you any money. Uh, it's strictly for entertainment purposes. But uh, just remember that friends don't let friends tail our picks. Um, joining me, as always, is the panel of DGens. We got Thick Nick, Colton, The Thumb, and producer Randy. Fellas, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy betting, hopefully. Happy recording for sure. How we doing? Ah, been a lot better. Been a yeah. lot better? I've been a lot better. <laughs> New Year was good. Um, nice little break, but uh, betting has been downhill ever since. Yeah. I think we've all had a little bit of a, a rough spell. Um, I figured this episode, we've had a few week hiatus to, you know, kind of recollect ourselves. And actually, we did record a couple episodes in there and I failed to get them edited and put out. So those are going to be on the cutting room floor for a little extras episode coming in the future. But uh, I thought this episode, we'd maybe just do a little bit of the of recap of the NFL season and uh, and of bowl season, which I'd rather forget because um, of how poorly I did. But, uh, yeah, what a, going into the playoffs, which we'll talk about here in a second, um, what do you – what do you guys think of this NFL season? And, I mean, we were talking about right before we hit record, the this betting, the, you know, this show that we've been doing and kind of the way that betting has gone for you individually since we started this show, you know, what, 14, 15 weeks ago. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, Randy, why don't you give me your thoughts on that? I mean... I started off real good, felt real confident, and uh, yeah, about halfway through the season, I started hitting like maybe one bet every two weeks, and well, parlays. I was doing pretty good on my my solo picks, but yeah, parlays were looking nice at the beginning, and then it all went downhill from there, and I've lost a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm, you know, those commercials where they say don't chase your losses unless you have the money. I don't have the money, but I chase my losses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which again that's why we say uh do not take our uh take our information and run with it um colton what about you yeah i mean i'm kind of with Randy, randy on the same page like i was just looking back at our spreadsheet uh from week like one to five i was always winning the week and ever since then i haven't even came close to touching one in the week um but the only thing i have to recap about the nfl season is what the hell the jags the Jags are crazy. I mean, I, I thought they were front runners the whole uh, towards the end of the season, and then they just kind of blew it. I saw something that said it was like the Jags are three and six since this incident, and it was, it was video of my boy Andrew Wingard from Wyoming stealing a terrible towel in Pittsburgh and waving it around <laughs> his head as they ran off the field, and it said the the Jets or the Jags are three and six since Wingard pulled this move. Uh, I did see, speaking of the Jags, main reason I brought that up is I saw this guy had a, it was like a 12 or 13 leg parlay that he put on in the beginning of the year. Okay. So January one, I think he predicted the NHL winner. He predicted uh, Kepka winning, the, was it the Masters he won? 
I think it was, or whatever Kepka won. Um, he had like the Chiefs win in the AFC. He had all of these things correct, and the only thing that he uh, missed out on was the Jaguars winning their division. Damn. He put in, I think it was two hundred dollars, and he would have won him like thirty k, and that's the only one that didn't hit. Sometimes you gotta take the money and run. Ain't that right, Randy? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm bozo I am. <laughs> uh, Cody, you, you know. You uh, have been Owen a couple of times this year, but honestly, other than that, you've also kind of been steady Eddie. I mean, hitting one or two every week, except for the few times that you went Owen. Yeah, you can say steady Eddie, but when it's still a losing record every week, I'm not sure if that's still a good thing. Um, so I'm not going to talk much about me being Owen or whatever, but I'm going to say something about the NFL. If you want to say the NFL is scripted, this would be the perfect year for entering the playoffs. You have Stafford returning to Detroit, Tyreek Hill returning to KC, a potential Joe Flacco returning to Baltimore in round two, Deshaun returning to Houston, and Coach Mike coaching against the Packers in the first round. Deshaun returning. And Cowboys to... going to the bowl. Deshaun returning to Houston in a like street clothes. I mean, he's not sling. playing, but, he, but, he's, but he's still returning there. <laughs> yeah, this, this NFL season is kind of wild, and we'll, we'll get to a little bit more of it. But, Nick, what, uh, what do you think of your season of betting so far in the, in the show here? Um, it's been okay. I've been up and down. I started off, I think, with back-to-back four and twos, and then just couldn't get anything going, then caught a hot streak, and then died off again. Been really up and down. Um. Uh, I stopped tailing some guy. This guy, <laughs> it's a funny story. It's not football. It's hockey. Um, this guy went on like a four or five day like streak of hitting like four pick power plays on price picks. And I'm like, surely, you know, fifth day I'll tail him. Didn't hit. I tailed him for a week and nothing hit. The day I stopped tailing him, he hit a $20,000 payout. So that was, <laughs> so to anybody that tailed him, I'm sorry. Um, my bad won't happen again. Um, Overall, NFL season was weird. Jaguars choked. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence isn't that good. Uh, I think we found out that Russell Wilson was not the problem in Denver, like I said a couple weeks ago. How about the collapse? That. How about the collapse of the Eagles? That was. I know Randy loved it. Yeah, that was beautiful. Shit, that was. Yeah, Jalen Hurts got benched for a little while. So uh, let's go back to that for a second. The the I. I agree with you some in some way about, you know, Russ not being the problem, but at, at the same time, yes, Denver went about it the wrong way with the whole, you know, we want to change your contract, and he did what he should have done and said no, but, like, they were going to bench him and move on from him because he wasn't producing in those first six weeks. Yeah, he turned it around and they had some crazy run where they won five games in a row as the underdog. But he also had six games to start the season where he, plus all of last season, where he played like absolute dog. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, obviously, it's all speculation by this point. Right. Um, but, we, you know, we talked about the play calling at the beginning of the year, how you know, it's screen passes, it's dump offs, it's little dink and dunk West Coast stuff, and that's not Russell Wilson. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if that was pressure from, you know, the big guys in that organization trying to say, hey, we don't want him out of the pocket. We don't want him moving around and getting hurt. Like, let's let's play, you know, soft football. 
and let's try to keep him healthy. Um, I mean, I guess statistical wise, he it wasn't a wasn't his best year. He threw for three thousand yards, twenty six touchdowns, eight picks. His QBR was atrocious at fifty point seven. Uh, so you know he definitely had some downs, but I mean twenty six to eight touchdowns. I'm not a math guy. That's like what three and a half to one, give or take. Yeah, I'm Cody, Rain Man. <laughs> what? Good God! He finished. You know, he finished. He finished 19 in yards, ninth in touchdowns, tied for 91st in interceptions, which, and he was 21st in QBR. But he missed those last couple of games. But still, regardless, he didn't play typical Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's it's an interesting season. I mean, we end. We end it with, you know, Belichick and the Patriots parting ways. We end it with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks parting ways. Um, Mike Vrabel gets outed at Tennessee, which that that blows my mind. The other two don't surprise me. I mean, good God, they're 72 and 71 years old. But Vrabel, who has been there four years, and the past two years have been rough, but, I mean, they had a, they had a chance there towards the end if they just won a couple games that they didn't um which i know is that sounds stupid to say but like they were in it basically is what i'm trying to say and they he just didn't see eye to eye with ownership i guess um and now somebody maybe the patriots maybe my sleeper pick on that which we can discuss coaching carousel in a little bit but my sleeper pick on that would be the falcons i feel like that'd be a great place for him to land with you know Bijan. He, he's a hard-nosed coach with a, a hard running back that he can just hand the ball off to you know 20 times a game and then when he's wore the defense down you know he's got athletic guys on the outside if he can get a quarterback there Vrabel could be super successful in, in Atlanta but um, we'll see where that lands we'll see if anybody wants to take a shot at a 72-year-old Pete Carroll or a 71-year-old Bill Belichick, um, or if they even want to, you know. Um, it's going to be interesting see if somebody wants to take a shot at Jim Harbaugh, which they probably will. Um, but, yeah, we can talk about coaching carousel on another uh, another episode. But um, well, let's move to a new thing we're going to do, uh, which is uh, – a little bit of a news report. So I'm going to turn it over to Thick Nick for his news report um, and kind of let him explain what this is going to look like, but also uh, get into it for this week. So Nick, take it away. Well, so kind of what I'm going to do, I'm going to go over some of the bigger news for the, well, I guess right now, the past couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to stick with some NFL for right now. I know there's some MLB stuff going on that if we ever go down that road, we could talk about it. Uh, NBA too, just kind of, you know, stuff that's worth talking about. Uh for this week, Andrew kind of already touched on it a little bit with Belichick out, mutually parted ways. Saban retired the GOAT of college football, I would say. I think he passed Bear Bryant in everybody's eyes. Uh, I saw a really interesting stat about Saban that he has had more first-round picks than he had losses. So that was, I mean, that's something to hang your hat on. Uh, surprisingly, Carroll was out at uh, in Seattle. Uh, like what Andrew said, I heard he's going to move to maybe a front office role. I can see him being a pretty good mentor and or like a GM assistant GM kind of guy, maybe a scout. I don't know. Um, Vrabel in Tennessee got, he got railroaded. Um, I completely agree with Andrew. I think he'd be a great fit in Atlanta. I could also see him going to take the Patriots job. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he could do pretty well in the Chargers job. 
Uh, we'll just kind of wait and see. Again, he might wait to see what the Raiders are going to do. I think the Raiders are stupid if they don't go with Antonio Pierce. But uh, right, I saw know. that. I saw it. Well, fuck it. Let's talk about it. Uh, coaching carousel. I saw that the Titans actually requested to interview Antonio Pierce. So, I mean, if you're the Raiders, do you just tell him to kick rocks and sign him? I'll- I also heard that the Raiders were declining that offer too, like to interview him. I mean, so, to me, that I would mean, say that's he's a good got. Sign. A, yeah, I would say he's got a contract waiting for him. If that's the case, well, they screwed the pooch with Passaccia last year, and they should have hired him, I think. And now they have another chance to, or maybe it wasn't last year. Whatever they had, Passaccia as their interim, or interim, Jesus Christ, interim. Um, and now they can do it with Antonio Pierce. I think they'd be stupid not to get him. Um, Arthur Smith out in Atlanta, good. Good riddance. Terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. He's still making more money than I am. But uh, Ron Rivera out in Washington as well, which that doesn't shock me. I, that, I think that should have came last year when uh, they sat there and asked him at uh, one of the post-game conferences, you think you should start Sam Howell now that you're out of the playoffs? And he goes, we're out of the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, no shit, Ron. Um, which Scary Terry, by the way, had a quietly good season with a thousand yards and nine touchdowns, I think, or four touchdowns, not nine. I'm sorry. Well, he, he never did it when I bet on him. I'll tell you that. Well, and uh, I guess the other big quote unquote news, if you were to call it, is still the Russell Wilson news because we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Um, for those of you that don't know and have been kind of living under a sports rock, uh, the Broncos benched Russell Wilson a couple weeks ago because he refused to restructure his contract, like what Andrew was talking about. Um, and one of the big things they wanted to get out of potentially was potential injury. So if he did not pass a physical um, by whenever the league year started, I believe, they would have had to owe him a certain amount of guaranteed money. It was a lot of money. I don't remember exactly the number. Um, but they said, hey, restructure it or we're going to sit your ass. And he said, no, like I'm not going to restructure it. And, you know, he did his thing. Jared Stidham came in and played pretty decently well. Um, so we could see Russ on the move maybe. Uh, it's kind of the end of an era in the NFL. It's really weird. So it's I'm kind of looking forward to this offseason. It's going to be a fun offseason, I think. Yeah, I mean, just thinking of some some coaches that are going to stick around. Like, And I'll get back to why I'm talking about this, why it all ties back into the Russ Wilson situation. Some coaches that are sticking around in their positions that maybe don't make sense why they weren't let go. Um, you've got obviously Dennis Allen at New Orleans, the whole city, the whole city wants him out, um, for a multitude of reasons. But, um, then you go up to Chicago and they're, they're keeping Eberflus, but he literally has just axed his entire offensive staff. They fired everybody. He, and you can't he, develop a quarterback by giving him three offensive yeah. coordinators in so, four years. So he cleans house there, but they, they've come out and said they're keeping him. So they're keeping Eberflus and he's cleaned house okay so they they're i feel like that means that they are they have to move away from justin fields because you can't then put like you said a third coordinator in four years if you if you if you're eberflus and you want to have a chance to save your job right don't you give yourself the best chance by bringing in a fresh quarterback with a fresh coordinator to, to try and grow something there rather than a quarterback that, you know, maybe has a bad taste in his mouth for that situation. Let him get a fresh start. So the reason I say that would be to what does Chicago do with that pick? 
right? Do they go? Do I mean, they if go after a, smart, do they go after a quarterback? Yeah. Do does somebody like Denver who feels like maybe they're only a quarterback away from kind of getting back to where they want to be? Not Super Bowl contenders, but back to where they want to be in the playoffs. Do they move up and try to you know get that spot? Um, I don't know. That's that's kind of how I'm tying that back together. But those are two places that I feel like somebody should have got the axe that didn't. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the draft order is off the top of my head right now. I'm pretty sure it is Chicago, Washington, New England, Arizona. I don't know who the fifth pick is. I got you. Um, I mean, there's a there's a couple quarterback needy teams out there. I don't know who's going to trade up because if the, that's that's what's so weird about the Bears sitting there. If the Bears sit there and don't give any information, which information is going to come out, leaks get out when people want them to get out. You know, if the rumor is they're going to keep Justin Fields, they're going to get calls. But then if they stick at the number one pick, are they going to take Marvin Harrison? Are they going to trade back to number two? Yeah, and they've got so you know, they, do the Commanders jump up? You know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. They've ta- they've got the first pick, then the Commanders two, Patriots three, Cardinals four, Chargers five, Giants six, Titans seven, Falcons eight, and then Bears yeah. again at nine, and then Jets ten. I think there's eighteen uh, solidified right now. Vikings eleven, at least in the top ten. Broncos the twelve. Make the most sense. Yeah. Broncos 12, Vegas 13, New Orleans 14, Indianapolis 15, Seahawks 16, Jacksonville 17, and Bengals 18. I dude, like, what are the, like, yeah, I hear Vegas, I hear Minnesota, I hear, I mean, even potentially the Jets, because Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there forever. Yeah. Um, Washington, you know, there, there's like four or five teams out of those that you just listed that could trade up and get a quarterback. If the Viking the Vikings could go out and get Caleb Williams and trade a haul for him to pair him with Justin Jefferson, and that's a great duo. You pretty much get Caleb Williams going from whoever he has at USC to arguably arguably the best receiver in the league. Top three. So if you consider Geno Smith as a like if you consider Seattle as still a question mark, like if you don't think Geno Smith is the long term answer there, or uh Drew Locke. Then 11 of those 18 teams that I named have a quarterback question mark. Yeah. Because I'm looking at But I guess the thing thing we need to ask, too, and obviously, you know, none of us are in the meetings. None of us are at the table. What is the gap between Caleb Williams and Drake May? Is Jaden Daniels going to have a great pro day? Where's Michael Penix going to fit into all Mm -hmm. this? Like, there's so many variables into this. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think the Bears uh, draft Caleb Williams and Drake May and just let them duke it out. Figure it I out. saw that. <laughs> I said, fuck it, we're going to find a franchise quarterback one way or another. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to when we get a little farther down the line, a little later in the year, and can have a couple of episodes just straight because I'm a, I'm a draft nut like i wish i would have been able to make it up to kansas city when it was there um but yeah it's gonna be interesting for sure because chicago could do some damage if they played it right and and kept that pick or even traded it to somebody in the top 10 and then they still have two picks in the top 10 they could do some damage there so i don't know it should it should be pretty interesting yeah sorry to that regard too like they could take marvin harrison at one 
They sit all the way back until nine, and then they could take like a Michael Penix, or even if Drake May's still there, like they can they can do some really weird stuff with other plays right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, sorry, uh, Nick, I did not mean to take all of your topics for uh, for the news report before we ever got to it. Um, but uh, it happens. Twitter normally beats the news reports. <laughs> that's that's true. Hey, that's, TMZ covers a lot of shit before that, the news does. That's why I think we need to, uh, you know, do those little uh, production meetings that I talked about <laughs> beforehand, so, so we can to, discuss. To it. be fair, we to be fair, we did. We just didn't talk about what yeah. we were going. We just over. said, ah, everybody got their stuff together. Yep. All right, let's go. Hit record. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's. That's Thick Nick's news report, um, and so each week he's just gonna, you know, we we kind of felt like each week Nick was bringing you know some discussion to the table about what's going on in the world of sports, and it always, you know, brought some lively discussion, even if it wasn't about betting. Um, so we figured we'd roll with that. So each week Nick's gonna try and bring us, you know, something from the headlines of of uh, sports and and see what what interesting conversation we can kick up from that. But another segment we're going to start uh, is the weekly sports flashback where uh, Colton's going to kind of give us a this week in sports. Um, so just, you know, things that happened this week in the past, um, whether it be betting wise or just sports in general. So Colton, I'm going to kick it over to you for the weekly sports flashback. All right. Um, so for these, I'm going to take it from Monday to Sunday. So for like this week, it'll be January 8th to January 14th. Um, kind of looking at all sports, um, but this week's really football heavy, considering it's the time of like the the championships and all that stuff. Um, there's only one thing I'm going to say today that's not football related. Um, but to kick it off, January 8th, 2012, the 316 game. Anybody know what happened in that game? Say that again. A three sixteen game, the Tim Tebow one against the, yep. the Steelers in overtime. Where he yep. was he threw for yep. three sixteen, thirty one point six attempt or some shit like that. Nah, I don't got the stats like that. But AFC wildcard playoff underdogs Denver Broncos defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers twenty nine to twenty three, with Tim Tebow connecting with Demarius Thomas, RIP, on an eighty yard touchdown pass on the first play of scrimmage in overtime. And I remember that play like it was yesterday. Um, a lot of the things that I, I will choose is this in this is like things like I probably remember or any of us will remember uh, pretty heavily. Um, You're not gonna go like back to Muhammad Ali fighting. Well, okay, well, <laughs> I, I, I will. In, no, in, in some situations, like if we did a, record a, a podcast last week, it was gonna be the first ever televised boxing match was. Uh, Actually, hold on just a second, because I want to say it, because it was pretty cool, because I have it right here. Um, First ever recorded boxing match, January 6th, is engineered by Christopher Monarch, the second Duke of Albemarle. Both of his butlers fought. (laughs) So it was like, pretty funny. Oh, man. (laughs) It was his butler versus his butler. But it'll be like stuff like either I think is funny or things I think we'll remember pretty well, or things like within the our sports betting, whatever, like the main theme of it is for like right now, it's still football. Um, some things that pretty, that I think kind of stick out. So like January 9th, 1962 NFL prohibits grabbing a face mask. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So I'll go through these football ones first. January 10th, 1982, Nick, the catch. 
Um, oh, NFC Championship, Park. Candlestick Park, San Francisco beats Dallas. Fuck the Cowboys. 28-27. Iconic Mogan in NFL history <laughs> where Dwight Clark makes a fingertip catch for a TD from Joe Montana with 58 remaining. And then uh, the 49ers go on to win the Super Bowl. Um, January 12th, 1958, the NCAA adds a two-point conversion to football scoring. Um, January 12th, also 1995, murder trial against the one and only O.J. Simpson begins. <laughs> right? I'm sure I can't wait to get into like, um, whenever that comes along where he was, the, you know, follow it, uh, throughout. January 14th, 1951, the first NFL Pro Bowl. Before this, it was just called All-Star Games, but this was the first original NFL Pro Bowl. Um, it was an American conference, beats in the National Conference 28-27, and MVP was Otto Graham. Woo! Right. Big dog. <laughs> um, so that's all the football, and the only main uh, thing I saw that was non-football related, January 9th, 1991, baseball officially bans Pete Rose for being elected in the Hall of Fame for betting on baseball. <laughs> uh, the fact that uh, that's we ironic. have a, a betting podcast that's wild right right i thought it was pretty fitting that's crazy yeah i don't know that just that seemed like a, a good um good segment to start um i think we're all i mean if you're listening to this um you're you're a fan of sports um i'm a history nerd myself so the two things merge together um it's a it's a fun thing to just you know I'm sure it's fun for Colton to, to dive into it and search for him. And it's just fun to try and listen to those. And then, you know, think back to if it's something that happened when we were alive being like, okay, where was I when, you know, like, I'm sure you can remember that with the Tebow game. Um, right. And so, yeah, some fun little, uh, fun little segment. This next one's not so fun because I want to punch Cody for the reason we're bringing it up. Um, but we're going to start because an episode that we didn't air, Cody called me on a, on a parlay pick that I threw out um, because he, the guy had been on the injury report all week. Um, he ended up playing and I think got one catch, but, uh, or one target, maybe didn't get the catch, but um, we're going to have thumb each week. Give us a, a pertinent injury report um, so that maybe we don't run into the same issue um, and, and throw somebody on the parlay uh, that that maybe won't be playing. So let's kick it over to Thumb for this week's wild card injury report. All right. Hello, everybody. Um, this was originally planned for week 16 or 17, but like Drake said, we've not recorded in a while. For me, I'm glad that instead of doing 32 teams injury reports, it's just down to, what, 14 there in the playoffs. Um, so we're just going to go game by game here, starting with the Bills and Steelers. Uh, TJ Watt is projected out. That's the only real no, no, noticeable one. And I just want to say a first two. I'm not going to name every single name on there, just the main important star players. Uh, defense that could impact a potential matchup for the offense. Um, so Steelers, TJ Watt is out. For the Bills, Gabe Davis uh, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. We are recording this as of Thursday night. So true game. Um Reports have not been out for questionable out, whatever. Who, so it's kind of just who's playing on what days? Because two are playing two two games are Saturday, three are Sunday, and one's Monday. 
Saturday is Cleveland and Houston, Miami, KC. So okay. those are out. Okay. But majority of the other ones. And then the out. Eagles game is the Monday night game, right? Yes. Okay. God, um, I hope so they get anyway, shit on. For the for the Saturday games, Browns and Texans. Uh, for the Browns, Denzel Ward is out. For the Texans, Will Anderson Jr. is questionable. Actually, sorry, Denzel Ward is questionable. Uh, Grant Delpit was activated off IR, but is inactive for this game. For the Chiefs and Dolphins, uh, the current left tackle, Morris, the Chiefs, is out. Donovan Smith is projected to go. Um, Colton's favorite Chief, Kadarius Tony, is questionable to come back. Thank God. Um, and then for the Dolphins, it's a lot on the defense side. I know we haven't done this in a while, but Bradley Chubb did tear his ACL in garbage minutes against the Ravens. Uh, Xavier Howard got hurt last week. He is listed as out. And then both safeties, Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland, are listed as, are listed as questionable. Then on the offensive side, Mozart and Waller of Waddle are both listed as questionable. And then for the Sunday games, for the Packers, Jair Alexander actually rolled his ankle in a walkthrough drill today in practice. So he's now listed as questionable. Who was probably who was probably <laughs> going to shadow CD Lamb all the way across the field. Uh, Christian Watson is projected back after missing the last few weeks with a hamstring issue. AJ Dillon did not practice on Wednesday and today, which is Thursday. Uh, for the Cowboys, the only real noticeable one was uh, Stephon Gilmore. He was listed as did not practice. Uh, next game, Rams and Lions. Rams are the hel- healthiest team. There's really no notable player to even mention on there. A couple third, four stringers, special team guys. Um, for the Lions, I have not seen an actual report on Sam Laporta, but Coach Campbell did say he's been making progress. Um, he's not practiced yet this week. But Campbell did not say whether he was going to suit up or go or whatever on Sunday. I did uh, see a report on him that he's optimistic about him playing. That's it. Okay. Uh, for the Eagles, A.J. Brown has not practiced this week, and Jalen Hurts was limited because of his finger. And then for the Bucks, Baker did not practice because of a chest rib injury, but he's most likely to still start and go the full game. So. And that wraps up this week of Wildcard Weekend Injury Report. Thank you. So use that information how you will. Um, I'm sure that it's uh, helpful to somebody because um, I know that I'm always the one that is hope- hoping that uh, somebody doesn't actually get in when they weren't slated to get in, like in a like in an NBA game. Oh, so-and-so is not going to play, but they're still suiting. And then they get in for two minutes and sc- screw me over because I could have got them voided. Um but hopefully that helps you guys out and you don't run into the same issue that I did a few weeks ago. So um, let's get into a little bit of our normal, regularly scheduled um, programming here and get into some picks and some predictions for wild card weekend. So um, I do not know who won what weeks, who did what, when, where, um, from, since the last time we recorded. So I'm just going to go down the line here, fellas, and we'll... Uh, I'll just have you guys give me your picks, um, and then we'll get into some parlays and then discuss kind of where we see Wild Card Weekend going. So, Nick, why don't you go ahead and start and give us your picks for Wild Card Weekend? Pick for Wild Card Weekend. I got Cody's Green Bay Packers plus 7.5 against Dallas. Uh, I still think Dallas is going to win this game. I'm not convinced of the Packers, but... There's a statistic of a streak with Green Bay against Dallas in the playoffs and playing in Jerry World. So, streaks come to an end. 
I've seen weirder shit happen. Um, Packers are also covering the spread, and I believe, according to line mates, not sponsored, 82.4% this year. Um, my second pick, I got Pittsburgh at Buffalo over 35 and a half game total. Out of the 34 combined games, that has hit 76.5% of the time, playing numbers there. Um, and then I got Houston plus two and a half against Cleveland. I'm a big Houston believer. I rode that train early in the year. Wish Tank Dell was still playing. He was a lot of fun to watch. CJ Stroud, probably going to win rookie of the year. Should be kind of in the MVP conversation. Um, covering the spread, Houston is 70% this year. Uh, it's a good Cleveland defense, so we'll see. I don't know who the – oh, it's old man Flacco playing quarterback who's had a resurgence in his career. I think it'll be a good game. Packers plus 7.5. Pittsburgh-Buffalo over 35.5. Houston plus 2.5. Does anyone know what the – because the like Kansas City is going to be like freezing ass cold. Does anyone know what Buffalo is supposed to look like? Yeah, I actually looked. It's only supposed to be like twenty two, um, and there's a chance of snow, but it isn't said for sure um, if it's going to snow or not. But I, I, the high was like twenty two. Nice. Well, Colton, let's stick with you. Let's get your picks. All right, my first pick for wild card uh, week. Freaking pains me. I don't want to say it, but I have to. Cowboys minus seven versus the Packers. I really yeah. want to take the Packers here, but shut up. I'll never <laughs> agree with you on anything ever. Um, but yeah, Cowboys minus seven versus Packers. I just don't see the Packers keeping up with the Cowboys, unfortunately. Um, by the way, Des did not catch it in 2014 against the Packers, and Packers won. Um, second pick, Eagles minus three versus the Bucks. Eagles have not looked great in the past couple of weeks. Um but I think they're going to turn it around here. Um, I'm not not liking the Bucks. I Maybe it's just because it's Baker. I don't know. Um, but I'm taking the Eagles minus three versus the Bucks. And then I'm with Nick on this one. Bills versus Steelers over 35 and a half. I mainly looked at the Bills covering um, the spread, not necessarily the Steelers. I, I already forgot the number, but um, it was upwards of like 65 to 70 percent of them covering the spread if i remember right um so that's why i'm taking the over on that game so for those of you listening um the last time that these two agreed on a totals number uh was the raiders and chargers under (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) yeah so do with that information what you will um because that you know that went over like a lead balloon. Uh, Cody, what do you got? All right. For my first pick, I have the Browns minus two versus the Texans. Um, I think I was the first one to hop on the Browns train. That may be on a podcast that did not get aired just yet. Um, but I think the Browns are probably the second favorite in the AFC right now behind the Ravens. Uh my second pick is the Chiefs uh, versus the, Dolphins. The Buffalo Bills have something to say about that. No. Anyway, shut up. Uh, my second pick is the Chiefs versus Dolphins under 44 and a half. Um, last I looked, projected game time temp is negative 20 with wind chill. So it's going to be freezing. Uh, both teams do have potential for high power offenses, but I think the weather's going to be a big factor. And then for my last one, um, I wanted to take Packers with the spread, but usually that always pains me. So I'm just going Packers versus Cowboys under 50 and a half. Reasoning? Um, 
it you still need, gives the Packers a chance to win without me betting on them. <laughs> All right. Uh, producer, producer Randy, bring us home on your picks here. All right. So I got Cowboys at minus six and a half against good old Green Bay, of course. Why would I not? Um, and then I got Dolphins money line versus Chiefs. I think that it's going to be a run-heavy game. And uh, I think Dolphins have the better run game. Um, and then for the last one, I got L.A. Moneyline versus Detroit. Um, I think L.A.'s looked really good. Puka Nakua's going off. I don't know. I, just, I, I, I smell two upsets in the wild card. I'm betting on both of them. Yeah, we discussed that earlier today. What would you say if you had those two and, and the rest of them the way that you kind of saw wild Yeah, so the rest of favorites – with the two upsets, ten dollars pays five hundred. Nice, nice. Um, let's go ahead and get into some parlays, and then we'll just kind of discuss game by game. Um, and then I do want to kind of get your guys's um, uh, Super Bowl pick. Um, I'll give you guys the odds for each team beforehand. But um, let's get through these parlays real quick. Um, let's go with NFL best bets parlay. Nick, what do you got? Taking Houston plus two and a half on Cleveland. Colton. Oh, Cowboys minus seven versus Packers. <laughs> Cody. Packers versus Cowboys under 50 and a half. And Randy. Dolphins money line. So we pair all those together on DraftKings. And right now, as of Thursday evening on the 11th, that's going to get you plus 1848 on DraftKings, uh, roughly. So. As we say, fade responsibly. Moving to a player prop parlay. Um, honestly, I don't know. Let me look at these last couple weeks. Should I felt good about these? But I don't know why, because they ain't been any closer than the last time, <laughs> the or than the other pick other parlays we've done. Um, player pick parlay, player prop parlay. Let's go with Nick. Who you got? Did it once with Brock Wright. I'm going for another backup tight end, Jordan Atkins, of the Cleveland Browns. Over half a reception. 13 games he's played, he's had a catch in 92.3%. Or for people who don't know numbers, that is 12 or 13 games he's had a reception. Nice. Colton. I'm taking Josh Allen over 215 and a half passing yards. It's hit 13 out of the 17 times this year. I would love to see it. Cody, you mother... Or with your Pittsburgh... Go ahead. I'm taking the Pittsburgh quarterback, which is Mason Rudolph, for just over .5 passing touchdowns. Just has to get one. So far, every time I've done this bet, it's two for two, so I'm sticking with it. (laughs) That's wild. That is wild. Randy, what you got? C.D. Lamb touchdown. I hate you that that's probably going to hit. Oh, it's a lock. (laughs) I'm going to go with old smoking Joe Flacco over one and a half passing touchdowns. It has happened in all five games he has played this year. Um, so right now, as of Thursday night, that on DraftKings is going to get you about plus 1250-ish, plus 1244 on DraftKings. Um, so fade responsibly. Okay, so looking at the the week the the wild card week let's start with saturday um i just want to get you guys i kind of your take on on what the the game is gonna 
going to look like. Let's start with Browns, Texans. Um, just if you have thoughts, throw them out there. I'm just curious where you guys' minds are at going into this this week um, for these games. You've mentioned some of them already with your picks, but what are we looking at, Houston and uh, and Cleveland? I think, think... Oh, shit. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I love that we we do this every fucking week. I know. We I know. sit here and I was wait. Gonna... Nobody talks, and then we fucking talk at the I same know. time. And I said I was gonna do a better job of like prompting people, but I I didn't want to like go through every single person for every single game and make this a seventeen hour episode. So that's why I was just like, well, I'll let them fight over it for a second. Nick, you can go. No, you go first. Okay, good. Thanks. Okay, I think um, anyway. Uh, yeah. I do it. I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, but for real, uh, I think this might be one of the best matchups, um, that we'll see this weekend. Both teams have looked really good at the end of the year. Uh, once CJ Stroud got back, um, they fired just like they were before, you know, old dusty Joe coming in, leading the Browns to where they are after all the whole situation they've had going on. Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a shootout for sure. Um, but I think it's probably going to be one of the best games this weekend. Nick couldn't agree more. I think this is going to be a great game. I, yeah, I just this Browns defense is unreal, but this Texans defense or this Texans offense is really good as well. Uh, we're about to see why Miles Garrett's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. It should be a good game. I'm excited to see what Joe Flacco is going to do. Yeah, now that he's yeah, because Joe Flacco and 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 uh, and Joku, I almost said Ngannou, the freaking UFC guy, um, and Joku have been lights out these past five weeks don't forget amari cooper's still there too i know that's that's been that's crazy. crazy it's wild um nick or uh cody randy any thoughts i mean i'm kind of just with them but this is also kind of a game that i thought could be an upset as well just because uh cj stroud's been balling and i think it's gonna be a close enough game to where whoever gets the ball last is gonna have the game in their hands Growing up, I never thought I'd say this, but I think the Cleveland Browns are going to win a playoff game. <laughs> Did I see something that said uh, the – was it last week's game or is it the playoff – no, it can't be the playoff game. It had to be last week's game where if you brought a Cleveland Browns playoff jersey – or not playoff jersey. If you brought a Cleveland Browns quarterback jersey from, I think, 2000 on – if you brought it to the game, the Browns would give you another jersey. <laughs> like the, fan, the fan shop, you could turn in your your Cleveland Browns quarterback jersey, and the fan shop could maybe someone was made like bullshitting and just putting that out on Twitter. But I thought I saw that. That'd be absolutely hilarious. All right, the other Saturday game, uh, we've already kind of got Randy's thoughts on this game, but Miami and Kansas City can be freezing ass cold. Um, what do you guys think is gonna gonna happen there is anybody gonna buy the peacock just to watch it though no but that's what i was gonna say my only thought or thing i want to say besides this game being cold as shit outside is that i'm gonna have to buy another prescription to a damn tv service to be able to watch the football game subscription me off i'm saying shit (laughs) gotta spend money this intrigues me because i don't think the chiefs have been playing that good as of late they've been playing just good enough to win and miami's kind of slowed down a lot since they Starting off really hot, so this can go either way. I think if we get old Patrick Mahomes back and he starts connecting with Travis, 
and they keep running the ball with Isaiah Pacheco, I think they'll be fine, but I don't know. They're looking interesting, to say the least. Yeah. I, I find it interesting, like, what if Miami had Tampa Bay's record right now? Do people still think that Mike McDaniel is, like, doing a, a good job? Like, does his kind of laissez-faire, goofy-ass, like, demeanor, does that... Do people still find that, like, a good thing? Does that make sense? Probably not. Like, how does that... How does his coaching style, his personality and stuff rub people? It's like it's like when a new coach, you know, like a, a Matt Patricia or somebody like that tried to come in and be Bill Belichick straight out the gate and just be dicks to the media and all this when they hadn't mm-hmm. really proved themselves. And you were just like, yeah, this guy's a dick. Like, nobody... Nobody wants to even pull for this guy, right? But because they were winning, but because Miami's been doing well and he's kind of quirky, it's working. Well, and it's funny you say that because I, I, I'm the one that talk shit about it, about the Eagles choking really hard. The Dolphins choke just as hard. Yeah. Yep. Because they were, they were flying high, man. Now, again, they're still in the playoffs, but... Again, they've what they fall to the sixth seed to play. Six seed, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they could have had they the second seed the if they'd have beat Kansas Buffalo City. at yeah. home. Yeah. I got one thing to say, Taylor Swift. If you're listening to this podcast, please, <laughs> please don't come to the game. I don't even know if I want you to watch the game. To be honest, Kadarius Tony's gonna go off. Hey, okay, well, well, hold on, <laughs> Kadarius Tony. If you're listening to this podcast. Please fucking don't. Um, and go find a different job. I saw, I think it was a Daniel Tosh. So Daniel Tosh has a new podcast out. I haven't seen it, but I've watched some highlights of it. So if you check it out, if you're listening to this. But apparently he's started a podcast and he said that he is a big supporter of Taylor Swift. And he finds it hilarious that the songs that she used to write that made money about her exes. If this situation goes wrong, she could just buy the Chiefs and move them to some shitty town. <laughs> oh, oh man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be an interesting game. Two teams that are, you know, I mean, the, Chief, the Chiefs are kind of, I don't know if they're teetering on that edge of kind of really going downhill. Um, I think that, you know, just kind of living where we do. There's a lot of people still grasping to the the fact that they're, you know, they do have Patrick Mahomes, but he can't do everything. And you've seen that this year. As much as he, you know, has walked on water before, he can't throw and catch the ball. He's not, you know, he's not Uncle yeah. Rico. So. Um, but uh, Chiefs by 69 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Okay, Saturday's game, no, Sunday's games is everybody but the Eagles. So um, let's look at the other cold game, Buffalo and I forget who they're playing, Pittsburgh. Um, Hold on, honestly, fuck Najee Harris. I'm going against the Steelers, okay? And here's why. I'm going to get pissy for a second. (laughs) I haven't talked about my fantasy team in such a fucking long time, okay? I was in three leagues. Okay, I won one. I finished second in one. I'm not talking about the third one. The second one. Okay, I had Najee, I drafted him in, I think, the third or fourth round because I anticipated him to be a half-fucking-decent running back. 
But no, when I start him, he's Mr. Consistent. Five points, five points, five points, five points. I benched this son of a bitch, and he gets up 24 points in the last week. Fuck him. Fuck the Steelers. Go Bills. I bet he did that on purpose, too. He knew he was getting played in those Fuck him. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Buffalo, and again, this is me probably being a homer because I'm a Josh Allen guy, but... I think they are clicking at the right time. And the, the scary part about that is that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs still aren't clicking like they can. That's the scary part to me. Like if they somehow figure it out in the playoffs and those two can like get it figured out together and start connecting the way that they have in the past couple of years, then that's that's really scary to me. Uh, scary for other teams, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think Pittsburgh has a snowball's chance in hell in this game, but it's Mike Tomlin. I don't know, you know, who knows? It's a Mason Rudolph led team. That's that's the. I mean, Cody no seems to have Watt. faith. Yeah, and T, no T.J. Watt, and they are what one in ten in games without him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think that Pitt has a snowball's chance in hell and they actually have the worst uh odds to the highest odds lowest odds i don't know what how you want to phrase that uh to win the super bowl at the moment so um next game la and detroit we've already got randy's thoughts on that game what do you what do the rest of you guys think i really think the rams are going to win this game that that offense is too good. Kyron Williams is a fucking stud. Like he is so yeah, good at football. He came out of the woodwork, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he's good. They just have this guy named Puka Nakua, too, that might win offensive rookie of the year, and some other dude named Cooper Cup that decides to play football sometimes. Dude, Sean McVay. I saw this today. He's the youngest head coach still in the NFL, but the f- tied for fourth longest tenured head coach. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. The, I, th- I think this is going to be another great game um, this weekend. I I honestly, I don't know who I think is going to win. I think both offenses are clicking at the right time. I know uh, Sam Laporte is a little banged up, but this is going to be a shootout for sure. Um, but I'm kind of split. It's kind of why I didn't bet on it this week. Is there actually a Matthew Stafford jersey ban in uh, Ford Field. I saw that, but I don't know if it's true or not. I I feel like I I could be wrong, but I feel like s- some words from Dan Campbell maybe were misconstrued or taken too literally. Uh, he maybe again this I didn't hear him say this, but I read somewhere that he uh, said he didn't want to see any Matthew Stafford Lions jerseys in the building. Jeez, and like. The front office maybe took that a little literal and put a a ban on Matthew Stafford Lions jerseys in the building. Well, we better not see any Tyreek Hill freaking Chiefs jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Did you see that he said that he thinks that this Dolphins team's better than yeah, the I Chiefs did. team when they won the yeah. Super Bowl? That's yep. wild. wild. It is what it is. I mean, the, the Falcons made Tony Gauls, or Tony Gonzalez's career, too, so whatever wild um 
What's the last game? Oh, oh God, gross. Cowboys, Packers. Oh, some Go Packers. That, that's uh that's a I almost mixed the Packers and the Chicago Cubs song. Sorry. <laughs> Cody, what, what do you got to say about your Packers, huh? Uh, my prediction for this game is, Nick, what did I text you right before I saw the Packers play this year? You're fucking stupid. You were there. He You're said, not there now. He said they're playing Creed before the game. Bet your bank account on the Packers. <laughs> yep. So all we need is another Creed okay. halftime performance okay. in Dallas. <laughs> you mean need. you mean the greatest halftime performance? Speaking of Creed, yeah. speaking of Creed, since I mean this podcast gone off the rails. Um, so at 53 minutes into this thing going off the rails, um, Creed is going on tour this summer with three doors down. Where Where are they playing is the question. All over. Unfortunately, are they they in Wisconsin? Unfortunately for me, the, uh, the closest one is Denver and it's literally at the start. It's September 7th, the start of football season. Oh, you're not busy then. <laughs> Do they play in Milwaukee? I don't know. Well, not ne- I don't know. I know. All I'm saying is that they play in Wisconsin. I don't know. Um, I don't see why Dallas shouldn't win this game, by the way. As much as it like pains me to say that, I don't see why Dallas shouldn't win. I think Dallas is gonna win, but do we in in all honesty, I know that you know, Nick, you've got Green Bay at plus seven and a half, but do we think this thing's actually going to be a little bit of a a sweat, or do we think Dallas is just going to handle it the whole time? I don't know, because you get two different Dallas teams throughout the year. You get the Dallas team that's really fucking good and shows why they should be considered a contender, and you get the Dallas team that like forgets how to play football sometimes. Like when they played the Bills and then Randy wasn't on the next time we recorded? <laughs> Well, so like you give them some, I give some slack to the Cowboys. Like when they played the Niners, when they played the Bills, when they played the Eagles the first time, and I don't remember the Cardinals, and I don't remember the the fifth loss they had if they had a fifth loss. But no, we're not giving yeah, them slack just, for losing to the Cardinals. Well, they just forgot how to play football. They lost to three good teams and the Cardinals. So, like I said, they just forgot how to play football those games. They got better towards the end of the season. Strength of schedule be damned. Like we can argue, we can argue about strength of schedule until we're blue in the face. Yeah. But if they play football the way they're supposed to, they'll win. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, I, I, oh, it just pains me to say this shit. Say but, it. Fuck you, Randy. <laughs> um, but I think it's pretty, pretty easy to see that Dak and CD have been. One of the top duos of the freaking last four weeks. Oh, dang, I, I feel like I need to go take a shower. Um, but they've been they've been pretty unstoppable, and I just don't see how the Green Bay's secondary is going to stop that at all. Um, especially if wasn't it Jair Alexander that got suspended a week for yes. thinking he was a team captain? <laughs> he he <laughs> for being an idiot. Yeah, especially if he does some shit like that. I think that's their only hope. Well, that... he shouldn't because he's he's not from Dallas. He's from Charlotte. Damn. That's why he went out there. No, but he sprained oh, okay. his ankle. Just like, just like side note, injury news. He, he sprained his ankle doing some stupid shit. Jason Verrett fucking fell and tore his rotator cuff. So, that yeah. fuck if I know what's going to happen. That wasn't a part of the injury report, Cody. Yeah, where was Tim Dell? You want to know they, why? Because the, the Niners don't play this week, fuckers. 
She's also not a relevant player. Um, hey, that's a six-season-ending injury. Back on track. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, the final game of the week on Monday. Correct? I'm not missing one. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, you're good. Eagles, Tampa. Baker Mayfield was spotted with a Zinachino in his pocket at practice. I'm taking Tampa. <laughs> Old <laughs> Zinnard Skinnerd. I don't trust Philadelphia right now, though, at all. Is Jalen Hurts going to have to play with one of those things like uh, Justin Herbert did? I his, that, have that, no that idea. That cast on his hand? I don't know, yeah, I don't but know. the Eagles do not look good at all. Is the uh, security guy going to be on the sideline for the Eagles this week? Big dog. Uh, I don't know because it's an away game. So I'm pretty sure that's when the Eagles' downfall started. Was when he was kicked off the sideline. Hmm. Is this Jason Kelsey's last year in Philadelphia? Yes. I think it's his last year. Okay, so that, that was what I was going to say. The, the next question is, does he go somewhere else, or does he just become no. a, a face in Philadelphia for the rest of his life? Yeah. He'll, he'll, they'll put him in the booth. Yeah. Or... He just gets his get own, him on the gets, podcast. Gets his own Pat McAfee esque show. You know, I think he might just become a male model. After that was I mean, a runner up for the sexiest man alive. That is that is the peak male form. Right. I I couldn't agree more. Actually, I'm a little bit heavier than the <laughs> like peak that, male form, but I'm that, here for it. That's what everybody should strive to look like. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, Colton. I'm well on my way. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. This game is everything is going against Philly in this game. This game's gonna um, fucking suck. It it's probably gonna be a shit show, but at the same time, it's it is Philadelphia. You know what I mean? And I mean that in every sense of the word. Um, it's always everybody against Philly. It's always the chips are down against Philly. It's always, you know, every nothing's going Philly's way. Fields most. That's the yeah, that's the that's the the Philly mindset, right? Like if you are from Philadelphia, that's the mindset. And so, um, I don't know. I I can't bring myself to say, without a doubt, Tampa's are going to run away with this because Philly has looked like trash. Um, just because this is what philly does and i mean that as uh, this is what the city does you know what i mean um is kind of puts their back against the wall and gives themselves no option but to straight eeyore vibes yeah to to fight their way out of it so (laughs) um i don't know in this game to be quite honest with you i'm gonna steer clear of it i think boo pick a fucking winner (laughs) i don't have to i'm the host suck it (laughs) um Okay, so here's the odds for Super Bowl. We're not gonna, we won't go through to to next uh, week, but here's the odds for Super Bowl. And I don't want, let's not do like the two teams. Just who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl? We don't need to ask Randy. We already know who he's gonna pick. Um, <laughs> but San Francisco, let's go with DraftKings odds here. Um, San Francisco plus two twenty, Baltimore plus three hundred, Buffalo. Plus six fifty, Dallas plus eight hundred, um, Kansas City plus nine fifty, Philadelphia plus fifteen hundred, 
Miami plus 1,600, Detroit plus 1,800, Houston plus 3,500, Cleveland plus 3,500, L.A. plus 5,000. Sorry, my brain didn't want to work there for a second. Um, Tampa plus 5,500, Green Bay plus 9,000, and Pittsburgh plus 15,000. So that being said, everybody from Houston to Pittsburgh, I might just go throw a dollar on. Right. <laughs> just because I lose six bucks, but a chance to with Pittsburgh to, you know, win 150. Is that 150 bucks? Yep. Yeah. So, um, Nick, who do you got? And I don't know why I'm asking you either, because I know who you're going to pick. But who do you got winning the Super Bowl? I'm going to stick with my Niners. I think if I look at the bracket, there's a there's a good or a best case scenario and a worst case scenario. Best case scenario is Dallas, Detroit, and Tampa win. We play Tampa next round, and then we play the winner of Dallas, Detroit. I think that's the best case scenario. Uh, I think even though Tampa's on a hot streak, I think Tampa's probably the second worst team in the NFC side because the Eagles are still the Eagles. Uh, I think worst case scenario though is the Rams upset the Lions that we have to play LA and then probably Dallas in the championship or the Eagles. You damn right. no, hell no. Well, we got to get the Cannon Dallas loss to the Niners in the playoffs, so maybe that's okay. Uh I don't I think the path through the NFC is a little bit harder this year, but I still like the Niners to win if we can play how we're supposed to play and not like shit. Because even that Baltimore game, I'm going to go on a, I'm going to go on a rant, not a big rant. Baltimore game, we lost. Brock Purdy threw four interceptions. Yep, 100%. Not all those were necessarily his fault. They were tipped. If you look at the offense comparison, I think we still outgained him both ways, but we still lost. Can't win a game. He turned the ball over four times. Um, I still think we're the best team in the league, which is probably ballsy to say, and you guys probably don't agree with me on that, but that's okay. Let's move to the other obvious guess. Um, Randy, what you got? Obviously, the Cowboys. We're going to play San Fran in the championship, and we're finally going to beat him. Hot take. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, Michael Parsons has been fucking dreaming about us since, what, week five? <laughs> Dude, you guys are shit. <laughs> we're winning. What was the, Alexa, what was the score of the Niners-Cowboys game this year? No, but what, what was the score? Can we, can we pull that up really quick? Uh, we get shit on. Just wait. Yeah, We're going to win when it matters. What was the score? Hold on. ESPN's loading. We got blown Ooh, out. 42 to 10. I forgot. Sorry. Continue. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. He he told me today that uh, if if the the not, uh, if the Cowboys lose to Jordan Love, he's not watching the rest of the NFL playoffs. <laughs> they, um, dude, if they lose to them, I, I'm shooting my <laughs> shot with Kate Upton. <laughs> she... I'm, I'm not touching that. Um, Colton, <laughs> what? Where are you at? Are you gonna are you gonna rock with your Chiefs? Unfortunately, no. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna throw this out there first. All five of us, all five of our favorite teams are in this. By the way, if we kind of look at it, if you consider Drake your favorite team being the Bills, yeah. Um, no, I'm actually, I'm siding with Nick. I do think the 49ers are the best uh, team in the league. All around offense, defense. Um, Brock Purdy had you know a couple bad games here and there, threw him four interceptions. But I just think they are the overall number one team from week one to week eighteen. Um, 
I really, I really wanted to pick something else, but I just don't, in my heart, I don't think anybody's beaten San Fran. Because if I was to pick another team, I wanted to pick the Browns. I will be serious. I said it like LA, the Rams fucking scare me. Because we played them twice this year and beat them, and it's hard to beat a team three times. Well, Cody did say they're the healthiest team right now, so, and, and that means a lot at this point in the year. So, Cody, who you got? Uh, I just want to say real quick: you said DraftKings had the Texans at plus thirty-five hundred. According to, and I'm not on DraftKings. I'm right now. I'm on covers, but it was updated at. It was updated at. 10.05, so what? Because FanDuel right now has the Houston ago? Texans at plus 7,000 for outright Super Bowl. Holy fuck. So, I was like, oh, I'm going to throw a dollar hmm. on FanDuel then. Anyway, this is my stop, folks. Yeah, you need to make sure you're a part of multiple books, Randy. <laughs> anyway, my pick is going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I do believe defense wins championships right now. I think they have the best defense going into the postseason. They're good at every single level. Um, it'd be, be better if they had Mark Andrews, but I don't think they've lost that much without him. Zay Flowers just came on strong. Um, Odell's finally being like Odell of old. Bateman's getting involved. And I think the AFC is a lot easier to get through than the NFC. I'm going to roll with the Bills. I, I know that's a shocker to everybody, but, I, again, I think they're clicking at the right time, and the biggest piece still has yet to click together. Um, and if you get that together, it's going to be it's going to be wild. Um, obviously, the, the defense um, could use a little work, and Josh Allen needs to not try to do too much and turn the ball over all the time, but at the same time, when he plays tight, he plays like trash offensively. When he plays kind of a loose cannon and, you know, tries to make plays, he plays well, but he also turns the ball over a handful of times. So I don't know. Um, but I think that it's working well. And it, what does FanDuel have him at right now for Buffalo, Cody? FanDuel has the Bills at plus 650. Yeah. That's what I have right now. So plus six fifty, I'd you know I'd be willing to to throw some throw some money down on that. I mean, not a hundred bucks to win six fifty. I can tell you that right now. That, <laughs> my my that, the unit ain't that big, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna rock with Buffalo. Um, yeah. So the that kind of wraps up um what I had scheduled for this week. Um, I guess you know maybe next week we can discuss the. Uh, the bowl pickums, um, and how atrocious I did, um, in that, and how Randy just didn't join in after the first week. <clears throat> what do you mean? You stopped putting names in the freaking. You stopped putting picks in the spreadsheet. Oh, uh, true. Like after the the first time we we did it. Yeah. Uh, on that first episode. Yeah, I completely forgot. Yeah, the last game you put one in was the 22nd of uh, December, which was less than half the picks. So just to throw this out there, this is not a shocker. Uh, I did not win um, the bowl pick'em. 
but we beat Randy. I was so going to say, Randy but I, has to... <laughs> Randy has to do a 45 minute podcast episode nope. by himself. He has to spend 24 yep. hours in Chick-fil-A completely naked. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. Covered in tar and feathers, baby. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh man. Uh, he has to, uh, every, every, every order of, uh, not nuggets, but tenders, every order of three piece tenders that he eats, he gets, That's a, he gets an hour off. You have to come up with some scheme of why Chick-fil-A needs to be open on a specific Sunday and make them come open on Sunday. <laughs> be a national hero. You have to give the sales pitch to your reflection in the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think that that will do it for this episode of Fade Responsibly. Um, I think it's going to be a good year. I'm looking forward to it. Um, expect more episodes like this where there's just some good conversation, not so much uh, bet talk the more that we get away from football. Um, because we got to find ways to fill airtime and we can't all do it with, you know, 47 leg NBA prop bet parlays. So, um, yeah, make sure you're following along on Twitter. At some point, we'll start putting stuff on there. Um, it's at Fade Responsibly. Uh, make sure you're subscribing, liking, rating, reviewing to the podcast wherever you get it. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. <laughs>